when I'm walking in the woods in February now with my two barking dogs you may or may not be able to hear them in the background but I can certainly hear them mostly Gus being Gus and it's as you may know across the UK we've had two storms in recent weeks and days uh, we've had Storm Kira followed by Storm Dennis it has left the ground very wet and soggy and muddy underfoot so that's an addition to this podcast you may hear is me trudging through a whole load of muddy sandy squashed leaves type sludge really (laughs) as I'm looking around the sky is very grey today it's a little windy but not too bad it's quite cold my fingers are mostly numb these days in this weather one thing I do notice actually as I'm walking through the woods apart from my noisy companions is the fact that the I'm sure I've said this before but I really noticed the moss growing on the, the trees and around the base of the trees and the tree stumps that are here it's there's some beautiful little they look like little stars these little green shoots of beautifulness across the ground like a little strange sort of grass moss type thing and then you've got this beautiful light neon green moss that goes across these tree stumps and it's almost like spring is trying to spring it's not sprung quite just yet but the weather has been so not not exactly mild because I always feel the cold but it's been a bit more bitter the last few days but it has been quite mild recently with the rain and there's little snippets of beauty that I can see. I can still see the roadies that are trying to make themselves known as I walk through these very tall trees that are quite withered by years and years of weather. And as I'm walking through the ground, you can see the roots of the trees just sort of feeding through the ground. And you have to be quite careful not to trip and go flying and then there's a whole load of amazing sort of fungus along the trees that's growing out and showing itself at the moment and that's quite incredible and as I'm strolling it's now just starting to rain that was Gus having a good shake in the background realizing that the uh, the rain's coming down a little bit heavier than he anticipated <laughs> so it's been a few weeks uh, since I recorded my last podcast but I think these two podcasts are going to be published at the same time. The previous one was very much about sort of post Christmas and how we coped or didn't cope and there's quite a few things that have happened over recent weeks. We're actually coming up to 28 weeks now since Ben has uh, left us and I'm staring at his well I say his bench it's a it's a bench up at the common where I took uh, this photo that stays with me of him with his head in his hands but also on a lighter note there was a photograph I took of him and one of his best mates in one of our little walks together sorry that's the dogs having a go at each other in the background as ever they can't seem to leave each other alone when I go walking it's a bit like when you're on the phone and you pick up the phone for one phone call in the day and you know it might be a parent or a dear friend and you think oh I've just got five minutes and especially when you're home educating (laughs) 
we can always find that particular moment will be the biggest crisis of all or you know somebody needs you for a, a lesson or a bit of study or a biscuit <laughs> or anything to eat that may or may not be in the cupboards <laughs> and that is what the dogs do while I am strolling and trying to record they just seem to know when I'm trying to talk or discuss something that's poignant and they decide to sort of uh, bark and annoy each other I think Honey has just told Gus off so she's trotting along quite far behind and he's come up beside me um, a little toad so we've had a few weeks that have passed by and uh, since Christmas and uh, a few things that I wanted to talk about I suppose this, this podcast and one of them is sort of hitting those milestones and we had oh, six months not even I don't want to call it an anniversary there's times where you think you're going to sort of go past that date and make nothing of it and it'll all be okay but actually what happened on the 10th of February was the fact that that weekend just before was the sort of the the Saturday of 26 weeks and that was really tough going and then on the 10th to the date you know six months I spent the whole day sobbing and it's not to say that I don't not to say that I don't um sob intermittently most days but for some reason six months really seemed to hit quite hard for me and Jay and both of us felt very flat I think it is the you know it sounds silly but you have a daily realization that your child is not with you you have a daily realization that there is a huge void in your life and a huge void in just the the day-to-day banter in your family and there are some families that I know who've lost their only child and I know there's one uh, particular dear soul who has talked of the fact that the house is quiet now I find the house quiet enough and I have two girls and you know it's quiet enough but to be losing your only child I, I can only imagine the pain and disbelief that is going on for those people in that situation and as I'm walking I am thinking about you all everybody who is in this extraordinary situation and I send you a virtual hug and and reach out to you to send you my love because it's not easy yes on that on that day I I found myself sort of almost just not not able to do very much and I was supposed to go for this course in the evening I've been doing an Ayurvedic course which I've really been enjoying and really been trying to sort of stick to those principles of you know eating at sensible times what you know watching what I'm eating not in a sense of worrying about weight or anything like that this is purely to keep my body in balance and to look after myself because I want to be the best I can be for my girls and for my son but for my daughters I want to be the best mum I can be even in quite dire circumstances and I couldn't I think I set off I set off to go to that course in the evening and I just broke down in the car pulled over and 
gave myself a few minutes and thought, you know, I just can't put myself through anything today. So I turned back, um, went home, had a good cry and went to bed, I think. I think that was about the extent of it. And it's amazing how, for me, the next day, with it not being a poignant day, and even if I hadn't put my thoughts into that uh, for it to be a poignant day I just felt a little bit lighter I think even if you're not looking out for those dates there's something in your psyche somewhere that seems to tell you when it's a particular day of the week for us it's a Saturday and you know the time that around four o'clock in the afternoon it's always a time where you just sort of you can't help but feel that sinking feeling and you have a moment to reflect and it's pretty sad really Uh, it's pretty sad so we've had our six month time that's gone by and now we're sort of into that heading towards a year and although we're five months away from that six months away from that at the moment I know that this wretched man-made time ticking clock will fly by at a rate of knots and you don't want it to but it just you know time waits for no man as they say and he certainly hasn't waited for us I'm just walking past some bulls in a... It's all right. Keep going, Gus. Keep going. Keep going. It's all right. Hello. We're walking past some bulls in a field that we go past every day when we go past the bench. And you'll be able to hear (laughs) Gus whimpering a little bit. He's a little bit scared of them. But they're very, very cute. And they always come over to say hi. So there's a whole row of them, if you can imagine... Oh, they're so lovely and they're so young. I just want to wrap my arms around them and save them all. (laughs) That's a completely different story and not one for this podcast. (laughs) There's a lot of things that have been, I suppose, going on. I've been working on the book and by some, I don't know, feat of determination, I am... getting to sort of the end of that first chapter I suppose of our lives where there's a lot of information that I've put into it a lot of love and I'm really proud of it and I really hope that Ben would be really proud of the things that I've included because it reflects on you know the journey the 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 story the the experience we've had and what happened um i talk about the practicalities of what you might expect in hospital i talk about focusing on the funny things that you you know you might have happen because there's always room for humor and laughter and i think in these situations you do find yourselves laughing at perhaps the the darker things that happen Ben certainly found humour in moments where he was pulling out his hair and making pictures that would look like Chewbacca and 
having a heart, you'd think, oh my goodness me, how awful for him and everything, and what a dreadful situation to be in. But Ben just didn't look at things in that way. He was definitely a protector. He was always trying to protect me. He was always trying to make us laugh. Even when, you know, he might have been in pain or discomfort, he would always find something to distract himself and to distract us as well. And I've been editing the book. It's now at something like 108,000 words and I feel really, really proud of that. I'm just adding some extra bits to it, some affirmations, um, some contributions from James. And I really hope that however it becomes packaged at the end, I hope when I hopefully publish it, uh, self-publish it, that it helps somebody somewhere. I hope that having a read through these things that, you know, it's not an easy read. It's, uh, it's very difficult and it's been extremely difficult editing it because I've had to go through the whole experience again and again and again. I feel like to honour my son, to honour Benny, I have to tell his story and if he had to leave then I want his story to be an inspiration to other families, to other children. I don't want to feel despair because Ben lived and while he was here I hope he had a good life and lots of fun along the way. I'm devastated that he is not with us now physically but I can't let his life go by without honouring him in some small way and making sure that his name is spoken and making sure that the courage that he showed can be a guiding light for others and I really really hope that this book helps other people going through the journey I hope it helps all families and all you know all levels of family from the from the parents that are actually going through it with their children to the siblings the grandparents and I'm hoping to have that book out and self-published in April and I will refer to DKMS and the importance of stem cell donation without a doubt that's all in there because it is hugely important hugely important something I've been thinking about as well and seeing before my eyes is uh, the difficulty that our girls are having um, having lost their brother and as time goes on time is a funny thing it sort of creeps up on you and you think you're okay some days and you realise you're just not and I had a a very interesting conversation with my youngest the other day where she kept insisting that the pain that she felt was not the same pain that I felt and she said mummy you think you understand but you don't and I let her chat she's very wise 
my youngest, she's only 10, but she's, uh, I think through these situations, as with the patients themselves, the children that are going through it and the children that are running alongside their brothers and sisters as they try and support them the best way they can through these scenarios. I think the impact of cancer or a long-term sickness diagnosis compounded by grief if that child then uh, dies is something that is very very difficult to navigate and it's hard enough for a parent but for a child of such a young age it's incredibly difficult to watch as well um, and we were actually recommended by the Rainbow Trust ring Simon Says and I've contacted them. Simon Says are another bereavement charity that work with children and all forms of bereavement and I was very relieved to hear that they have two potential groups for siblings that are that happen on a fairly regular basis through the week in two different areas in our neck of the woods and so I will be hopefully taking the girls there at some point in the not too distant future. I think we just have to tread a little bit carefully to make sure that they are as well prepared as possible in this situation. It was very good actually to watch the programme, you may have seen it, Rio Ferdinand and his wife Kate and their family and their experience of bereavement with losing their mum, uh, Rebecca. I watched that with great interest the other evening just to see how they were coping as a family anyway because obviously they're in a slightly different situation but when it comes to bereavement and children trying to express how they feel when they went to a a group and they took the children to a group to meet other children who'd gone through similar situations I was astonished and in awe of the children who were able to put into words the feelings of complete loss and how it showed that even you know even months and years down the line the huge effect it has in their lives in their everyday lives and you know for their future you know Ella our eldest throws herself into riding she will come up to me for a very sort of half half-hearted but actually she really needs it cuddle every so often and she won't necessarily talk about Ben so much with me I think she worries about me and James and I think that's a shame because you know we're supposed to be there for our children and unfortunately you know children who go through this experience you know losing a sibling they get to see a lot of upset that their mum and dad experience and the last thing that I would ever want is for that to impact hugely on them in their future lives. So I'm quite mindful 
of sobbing in front of them. I think it's I think it's okay on some occasions, but then it's good to lift the mood and try and do something fun or try and engage them in something a little lighter. You know, whether you're talking about the child who's not there anymore or whether you just change the subject and, you know, all have an emotional breather and not feel guilty about it. I think if Ben was here, he would be a little frustrated and cross if we continued to go over and over things that are done. And frankly, I think he he knows how much we miss him and I think he'd feel frustrated that you know he can't do anything about it and we can't do anything about it so what's the use in permanently feeling sad of course we're going to feel sad but I'm sure he would be you know encouraging us to live our lives and love our lives and live them to the full as much as we possibly can without him and it's a tough gig it really is and with my youngest with Rose she's you know she and Ben were always plotting (laughs) um, planning things together playing together having you know Lego build competitions together and to see her sat alone building on Minecraft or doing her art sometimes she throws herself in and actually she's coming up with these amazing drawings lately that are really fab I can see her as an illustrator and an artist in in the future but that's obviously up to her and other days you know we'll we'll get so far and I'll just see her just sort of drop really and she just becomes tired and lethargic and sad and she'll say to me some days mummy I'm just sad I just miss Ben I don't know what to do with my life now because she had everything planned they were going to run a shop together they were going to live together they were going to adopt pets and children (laughs) Um, you know and I think for Rose that, that part of her life plan has just been completely crushed you know it's easy to say when you're on the outside to say oh she'll pick herself up she'll be okay you know years gone by and she'll you know the the girls will be all right they'll manage you know but actually with respect when you know people say these things or think these things it's not that easy you know, grief, trauma, you know, death, dying, those things, especially at a time when you are so vulnerable in your growing up years, is such a massive thing to happen and it impacts for years. I know that and I'm sure there are many of you out there listening that will know that as well and, you know, it's not a simple thing to get through it's really really tough i'm literally walking around around in circles on this lovely circuit through the woods and uh come on come 
on. It's all right. Go by. Go by. Go on. Hello. I'm just saying hello to these bulls again. They're still, it's almost like they're just sort of waiting there to have a look at us and to see us. Hello. Hello. Would you like to say anything? I don't know whether you can hear. <laughs> I don't, I'll, I'll have to have a listen when I get back to do the podcast, but I just held out the microphone and, you know, there were cows, well cows, bulls chewing the cud and so if you heard a strange sound that's what it was <laughs> and the wind is picking up a little bit just a little but it's not quite as bad as it has been, that storm Cara uh, really flew through our area and I'm sure it, uh, it flew across every part of the UK and then five minutes later you had Storm Dennis and and that has definitely left its mark of uh, soggy ground and lots of flooding actually across the UK. I've been looking at, well, thinking about kindness um, in recent days. Obviously there's been a lot in the news. It's very difficult to miss situations in the news uh, where things don't go for, so well for somebody and the media doesn't really help itself and neither does social media actually I've been thinking about kindness and things that that we can do to help each other things that that I can do that was a pheasant by the way <laughs> that I can do to create to be able to bring kindness to families that are going through these scenarios and I did mention before about doing a vlog which you know I am working on a book so that's taking up a lot of my time at the moment but I'm looking forward to doing a vlog and perhaps some sort of creative course I have my stand for my mobile phone when I get around to it and I'm looking forward to doing that I think it would be nice as we carry on with these podcasts. Again, I, I reach out to you, those of you that feel strong enough that might want to discuss topics. And actually, if you don't want to discuss things um, openly, um, if you've got any questions or any uh, anything that you'd like to have spoken about on these podcasts please do get in touch uh, you can email actually at contact at benzepicjourney.org all lowercase and I will pick up those messages and I will also put something on the benzepicjourney.org page so if there's any of you that that would like to get in contact with anything please don't hesitate um i'm happy to talk about pretty much anything when it comes to grief and experiences and by the same token if at some point any of you would like to discuss and chat about and introduce your beautiful children and talk about your own stories and how you might have coped with various things whether they are 
similar to how we're managing or completely different then please do get in touch I have to say I'm still in my half escapist mode at the moment I've been watching countless programs about a new life in the sun or chateau diy all of those sorts of things and i get totally inspired and i think you know i could really make our house that we live in something that ben would be really proud of and equally i would still love to have a property abroad or to go abroad to have a holiday to have a a break an emotional break uh, I think one of my dreams would be to run a retreat and that's something that a lot of my friends have known about for many years that I've, I've wished I could do uh, but things have altered slightly and I'd love to run retreats for Brie families and maybe have a, a gite where you know certain weeks in the year could be put aside for those families that need some respite that's a real dream of mine and something that I really hope one day comes to fruition in Ben's name and gives a real legacy and something positive for the girls to see that we are doing for us as a family and to help others Um, I hope to be that example I have to say sorry I'm just slightly distracted my dogs I love them dearly and I really really do love them my beautiful retriever honey has just laid down in the wettest muddiest most gross disgusting puddle known to man and she is laying there as if to say I'm just calling myself off just being a bit of a bit of a hippo there enjoying wallowing in the glorious mud and uh and she really is <laughs> now she's rolling in all the leaves and the pine needles and it's really revolting and there we go Gus has come over to play because he's just seen her rolling and now they're chasing around but she I mean god she's really caked in it oh my goodness dogs I love them Something that hit us actually when it came to six months was the fact that for me, I think I started to, you know, reflect and go back over everything that happened, everything that was done and could be done, all the decisions we made, all the final days and weeks thinking back to you know when Ben had Lyme disease could we have picked it up sooner and and then I get I get myself into a real pickle because ultimately there's nothing you can do about anything and once you have lost a child all of those opportunities I suppose to try and save them or to try and make sure that you give them a good send-off try and make sure that you're present and you are with them as they pass trying to make sure everything on their bucket list is you know something that you can go 
and carry on with your own family. That's something that's cropped up in conversation. Although Ben didn't write a bucket list, he talked about wanting to do lots of things which we should, or we will probably try and put together and perhaps do as a family if we can. I think that's a good positive thing to do, something for the future. But again, I've realised that women and men, mums and dads, husband and wives, we all grieve differently and we all grieve in different ways. We're, you know, grief is very, very unique to every single person. And, and actually, as close as I am with Jay, and we are an absolute rock-solid unit, thank goodness, in this scenario, and we're very, very lucky to have each other and we're very lucky to be able to talk openly with each other when we're needing to chat and needing to express ourselves or when one of us perhaps can't cope. And I'm very well aware that when I am getting sad and upset that sometimes James, he just, you know, it's not helping. It's not helping him and it's not helping me. And actually for him to call that out it's actually really helpful sometimes you know I will be chatting away and sobbing and today I was talking about what we may or may not have been able to do and he just said look Jin you know it might be helping you to go through it over and over again but he said we're not we're not in a position to do anything at this point and for him it wasn't helping him hearing me feeling so upset and I'm sure there are many of you out there that perhaps experience the same thing where it's not that you're not seeing eye to eye it's just that you're grieving in a different way or you you know men on for the most part are practical they're problem solvers and they want to fix things and when they can't it's that sort of sense of um, purpose and being able to sort things out is gone and so it's really upsetting and you know for women yes women are problem solvers too um, but I think it's it, it, it just goes to show I think in these scenarios that that we're all different um, I'm well aware that I like to go through things. I know I'm a bit of an analyzer, and sometimes, actually, for myself and my own health and well-being, I need to give myself a break. And I think that's what we all need to do from time to time: is just take a break. To that end, we are hoping in the coming weeks and months to take a little bit of a break somewhere as it gets a bit warmer um, that may be I hope somewhere abroad uh, just for a bit of sunshine a bit of warmth I don't know about you but I quite I find that every year anyway you know when the sky is grey and it's really dull and it's really dark and you can't get out and it's raining it's wet it's cold and miserable there's only so many board games you can play or so many times you can go on the running machine or you know however many pictures you want to do or how many cakes you want to bake before you start to go a little bit round the twist um 
and I love being outdoors and I love the sunshine I love all the seasons but I particularly love the warmer ones when the sun is out and it's light and bright I get very drawn to the light in a good way heat the sun warmth it's I just I love it and I think in this scenario it does everybody good to you know come away and have an emotional break go and visit somewhere new it doesn't have to be where you went as your full family it could be somewhere different to explore as the family unit that you are and you can bring your loved one with you and they can experience it from their own realm and from their own place wherever they are and wherever you imagine them to be sometimes when I feel that real wrench of separation from Ben I have to really remind myself that and maybe it's maybe it's just a belief system that you're given by society or maybe it's something spiritual but I do feel still really connected with him but in a different way I miss him so much in the physical I wish you know I wish I could just ruffle his hair (laughs) kiss him on the forehead give him a huge cuddle ask him about the trailers that he's been watching and hear all the enthusiasm and excitement coming out in this stream of consciousness that he would always bring to the table (laughs) and this is different you know I I found myself talking into the ether and just trusting that somewhere this young man is listening and you know there was a time not too long after he'd passed actually that I was just drifting off to sleep and he used to always come in in the morning and kiss me good morning um, or kiss me on the forehead kiss me on the cheek and say love you mummy and I swear I felt the warmth of his kiss on my forehead one night just as I was drifting off to sleep and I remember saying love you Benny and I, I could honestly say he just however he did it he managed to get from his realm to ours and he managed to give me a kiss goodnight and so whenever I feel that huge sense of separation I remind myself of that moment and I think actually they're not that far away from us and they're actually always with us it's just whether or not we choose to connect and whether we choose to believe and trust and sense and use our intuition and be aware and awake for those absolutely magical moments to happen so I'm going to head home shortly I'm listening to the shushing of the trees as I walk down the hill past the dens in my usual 
spot around the woods near our home. The dogs have thankfully calmed down a bit. Honey is looking absolutely dreadful, absolutely caked in mud. Gus, because he's a bit more nimble on his feet and a little bit taller, doesn't and he doesn't lay down in the mud, he doesn't like it, so he's not quite so smattered with it, but honey is well and truly caked, which is lovely, so I will end up giving them a wash before they go indoors, which is lovely. And this afternoon I'm going to continue with my book, and I encourage you all to have that emotional break, if you can get out and have a walk get out those acrylic paints paint some pebbles for DKMS rocks or just paint some pebbles because you like painting pebbles do something that you love or something that reminds you of your children and spend time with your living children spend time with your close family and friends go out for a coffee Just treat yourself, treat yourself with kindness, with gentleness. You know, sometimes actually doing something kind for others is actually a real help in healing you on your own journey. I often find doing something nice for somebody else is a gentle way of distracting myself, helping me perhaps come out of a, you know, a bit of a dark situation. And will hopefully make somebody else feel like they've had a good day (laughs) gently good boy Gus just going past the balls again and kindness and gentleness for you I think is the that's going to be the theme of today and the theme of this podcast is to be gentle on yourselves And again, to try and do something creative. We're all born creative. And if you can find something that will help you, that can bring you a little bit of solace, a bit of calm, then please do it. And try and find some good and some positive in each day. I think I'm going to leave it here. I'm sure there'll be plenty more to talk about. If you've got anything that you would like to add or you would like me to raise a point of discussion um, to cover in these future podcasts, please do get in touch. Contact at bensepicjourney.org And in the meantime, as ever, from this woodland landscape, I send you love, I send you light, and I hope you have the best day you can have and I thank you for listening